Hi. Hello. <laughs> Micah here. Welcome back to Modern Mentality. We are back with my good friend. Introduce yourself. Hi. I introduced myself as Micah last time, but right now I am going by Michael or Mikey. Yes. We love that. Tell them the inspiration behind your last and first name that you've recently changed. I changed my name to Michael Lee Bates. And what's the inspiration? So the inspiration is I'm a huge like horror nerd and the first name, obviously Michael Myers and the last name Bates as in psycho. Nice. So yeah. And I had some assistance from a good trans friend of mine. Give him a shout out. My dude, Alex. We love that. Alex, if you're listening, you're a great guy. Mm-hmm. Good fella. Period. All right. So today we decided to come on and just kind of talk about toxicity within relationships, dealing with narcissistic and emotional abuse and the effects of those things and how they can kind of become a detriment to life in general. So why don't we just dive right in? Is there, for you, have, well, first, I guess what I'm going to start with is, has there ever been an instance in your life where you have been able to totally pinpoint and notice any of those things, whether it be emotional or narcissistic abuse? And if so, how do you feel you are able to kind of combat that? Usually the problem with narcissists is that they're very manipulative. So you don't really realize you're dealing with one until it's too late until you learn the signs. I think the biggest one is when you feel, (laughs) the biggest one I've really noticed is when you just don't feel listened to or like they're not paying really attention to you in any way. It's more for them. Everything should be even, no matter what it is, it should be 50-50. Right, Um, exactly. If you're not getting that and it's like a continuous pattern and you notice like toxic personality traits, that's usually a sign that that's what you're dealing with. Within my life, I can't say that I've ever noticed. I have noticed things that I thought possibly could have been narcissism within treatment of things that I've accepted from other people. And I think that it's kind of funny when you're talking about it out loud because when you're talking about it with somebody else and you're hearing all the things that you let happen it's like how did I miss that yeah how did I stumble over that hella red flag you know yeah exactly I think the worst thing is when you're dealing with a narcissist you notice the red flags and you just kind of you explain they've already, them away. They've already got you so wrapped up that you aren't even paying attention to that. Right. Or they'll, like, write it write it off somehow. They're going to find a way to make you forget about it. Exactly. Have you noticed, like, within relationships, if it's, like, something to where maybe it's not a relationship to where you're totally exclusive, you know, fancy, nice little packaged label on something, but it's where, like, let's say you know, you've been talking to somebody for a while and they say things that would, you know, suggest some sort of romantic relationship. And then they always have a constant excuse for every little bit of bad behavior. Like, oh, sorry, I didn't text you back. I was at the grocery store and and I had this to do and that to do. But then, you know, it could be like, you work, let's say you work eight jobs, but you're still texting them back. So it's like little things like that, you know? It's like... I'm putting in the effort, but you're not. Yeah, literally. It's so, it's crazy to me. I think the worst 
I think the worst thing is when you feel like you can't communicate with someone because of their narcissism. Like, not even just in relationships, but in general. Like, depending on the type of relationship, like, whether it be a partner or a sexual partner, or it even be, like, your parents or your friends yeah. or your family. Oh, like, yeah. I've met, like, a couple different ones in different types of relationships, and it's it's very different depending on the relationship, but it those traits are always going to be there. That, that fucking awful negative feeling that where you're just, you're fucking confused. It's, yeah. it's confusing. You know what I mean? It's, um, and that's the point. Everything favors them. There's nothing for you. You know what I think is interesting about the mindset of a narcissist is that the mentality and the thought process of somebody with NPD is that they kind of, everything is centered around them. Everything is all about them, their emotions. It's all about them, all what they want, what can they get. But if you think of it, they're actually the most insecure people. So it's like, how did you flip the script well enough to fool everybody? It's like one of those, like, you know, those like quotes that are on Pinterest all the time. They're like, you only see what I allow you to see. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. I, so for those who don't really know anything about narcissism, I'm going to give, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm like a doctor and I know how to perfectly describe it. But from what I, the different ones that I've experienced, this is the summary that I have of what narcissism is and what a narcissist is to me. It is somebody that has, they actually have like, they're very insecure. They, they usually have like issues. Um, and then on top of that, they create this like inflated false sense of self to sort of protect themselves. It's easily shattered and they will manipulate others to get what they want out of them for themselves. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty disturbing and it's definitely not a good thing to do to somebody. No. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just this whole mind game that they have set for themselves and those around them. Do you think that this is just something that popped into my head hearing your explanation of NPD. Do you think that there are potentially people who do suffer from narcissistic personality disorder that don't know it? Like they know that something is wrong. No one that's a narcissist knows that they're a narcissist. They don't think that they're a narcissist. You guys are just, you're just, you have to identify it. Victim blaming them. Clearly. That's like the kind of thing you're going to get. Like they're, they have no idea that it's a problem. (laughs) They don't know it's an issue. That's right. That's, they've tricked themselves into believing that what they're doing is okay. But they also know like what they're doing is not. Yeah, exactly. You know, they know right from wrong complex. But they're like, but it's okay because of this. Like, I feel like there's probably got to be some degree of, I mean, I can't be certain, but I feel like there's got to be a degree of just like rational, like self-rationalizing and self-soothing. Right. That kind of, that's why I guess it's a mind game for them as well. Mm -hmm. You know? For sure. I don't know. It's crazy. So as far as bringing narcissistic personality disorder into your life has there ever been a circumstance to where you have pointed it out you've noticed it and you just 
don't really know how to combat it. Is Has there ever been a time in your life where you've just been confused on how to approach them because of your attachment to them? Yeah, that's For the sure. point. Yeah. That's the point. That's what they want. Right. They want you to be blindsided to, you know, yeah, the and person that they portray themselves. Oh, my God, dude, I think I just made a breakthrough. What? They want you to become attached to the person that they portrayed themselves as so that they never you are never able to get down to the core of who they truly are that's Literally, like the whole reason that narcissistic people they they keep themselves in a cage and then they send another version of themselves out into the world and then when that person who comes into their life gets tricked it, it's always been a game yeah holy yeah, crap you know period I, I agree. How do you even, how do you even fathom that? I mean, like, it's, and we also need to talk about not just the narcissist, but we have to talk about, like, because the original topic was what they're going to be doing into a relationship. So we also right. need to talk about, like, the effects that you're going to notice on yourself and, like, Ooh, yeah. how fucking hard it is to remove yourself from yes. a narcissist's grasp. Oh, absolutely. It's so difficult. We've both experienced yeah. it. I Absolutely. feel like a lot of people have experienced at least one in their lives, but we both have actually experienced it. And been, yeah, I think for me it showed up a little differently because I, no matter what, who, where, why in my life, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I've always kind of been the peacekeeper. If you do something wrong to me, you can say you're sorry and we'll be good. Word. And there had to come a point in my life where I'm sorry or I didn't mean to or I did this because of this is not enough. And yeah. let me just say this. I Here recently I've been on this like power trip in my life to where it's kind of like, you know what? No man will ever come into my life again <laughs> yes. and be able to do that to me again. Like yes. you're just not able to do it, you know, because it's like the excuses, the I did this because of this or I can't do this because... No, you don't. The, it's simple. You don't want to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's it. But don't play games. No, exactly. Like, literally A don't play games. One. And I think the most annoying thing about it is, before you get to that, I, I feel like it's kind of in stages. The first one being, let's say you're not totally out of, you know, that mindset of, holy crap, what did they just do? You're still in it to where you're like my God, you know, what do I do next? Like, because life without these people seems so empty for so long. Yeah. Until you, cause you're, you know, you're making up excuses for them and you're scared that you're going to lose them. You're scared of what they might do. And yeah. honestly, the attachment to these people, it's like your attachment to anybody you meet, whether that be your friends or, you know, whoever, because honestly, in some wicked way or another, you love these people. Oh. <laughs> you do. Um. I know I do. I have. And it's crazy because I think it's funny because when people hear that they love somebody, they think, you know, they got to marry them. They're going to have kids. And that. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Love it. To me, it's an understanding of somebody to a level that they don't show everybody. I mean, for me, I... I guess my definition is a little different because I'm not as, um, I hate when people say that shit to me too early. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So I, I just don't really think about it until it's like, 
horribly, glaringly obvious. And then right. Go, fuck. And then you have like. <laughs> then you have to address yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It's been in. It's like been tucked away under the rug for so long. Yeah, literally, like, oh, literally. Yeah. Time to clean that out. But yeah. I haven't really experienced that in a while, thankfully. I've formed attachments, but I've never. I don't know. I guess it's hard because there's some people where you feel like you should know them, but you know that you don't. Oh my God. You just said a mouthful. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like, so it's like, I can't even say I formed an attachment like that because I don't fucking know you. Like Mm -hmm. who who are you? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who are you? Exactly. Are you the person that I thought you were? Are you the person that you truly are? Yeah. Who you're presenting yourself to be. Even then, like, there's also, everyone has their own shields and their own guards to keep people from, like, understanding them or to keep people out. Like, all of us have these kind of defenses, but with some people, it really just feels like, yeah, where are, like, who are they? You know what I mean? And it, like, never turns off for them. Like, for us, we can, you know, let's say we meet somebody and before we meet them, before we truly know them, we kind of portray our best self. We put our best our best self forward. Well, then eventually we're able to kind of pull that down a little bit because we're comfortable. Well, for these people, it never gets pulled down. It, yeah. It's, it's, up it's the there time. all the time. But the, the worst part is, is that they do it for themselves, too. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's unhealthy for everyone involved. It's not just unhealthy. It's unhealthy for both the perpetrator and the victim. But honestly, like, fuck them, though. Like, real yeah. talk, fuck them. Like, I just feel yeah. like when something gets to the point where it's causing issues for somebody else, like, that severely. Right. You should, I mean, like, you can tell when you're causing issues. Yeah. You can tell. Absolutely. And you should be fucking insightful and responsible for your role and how you interact with other people. Yeah. You need to have the same level of respect for other people as you do yourself. Exactly. You need to treat people the way you want to be treated. And everyone's everyone's accountable to do that. Unless they're an actual piece of shit. And then, honestly, revenge. Like, go off. Like, I support it. Yeah, absolutely. In your life, let's say... I would say... I guess what I'm trying to ask here is... Within your time of noticing these things in people, what are some of the red flags that you've experienced? Because people, everybody who encounters one has different, you know, quote unquote, red flags that they miss or that they overlook. What are some that you have noticed? Oh God. Okay. Well, so I'm going to draw from like every narcissist, like I'm going to try to draw from every narcissist I know. So this might take a minute for me to gather my thoughts. Yeah. So give me a second. I like um, how you're able to kind of combat every sort of narcissistic relationship. It's yeah. not deemed just a romantic partner. So for parents, and not even just romantic, but like otherwise, um, but like for parents, um, something you're going to notice is like if you try to talk to them about anything that they're doing wrong, even if it's like an obvious thing that's like, okay, this is a problem, they're going to find a way to deflect or they're going to like blame it on you somehow they're going to somehow make it your fault right and like um for friendships they're not really going to be there for you you don't feel like you can tell them everything and I feel like it's the same way for partners of any sort like you feel like you can't really communicate with them Mm -hmm. 
because it's like you think they're not going to listen or they're going to deflect or they're going to be rude or shut you out or whatever. Right. You don't want any of that to happen because they have you wrapped around your finger. With parents, it's a little different because you don't feel like you... I guess it depends how old you are, but, like, I don't feel like you inherently owe your parents anything. If they are shitty to you, you don't owe them anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, at the end of the day, you need to look out for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know? You should look out for other people, too, but I think when dealing with narcissism, it's important. you got to have your own good sense of self. You cannot let them get to you, you know? Yes. Um, And if you have a good sense of self-understanding you're going to be a little bit safer and you're at least going to be able to recognize those red flags. Yeah. Um, another thing is like a lack of communication. Ooh, ooh. Um, you hit me. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like I just said that though. Kind of, um, uh, you feel like you're being, you're going along with a lot of stuff. Oh, it doesn't wow. feel like a lot is for your own personal gain. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like things are even, it feels like you're putting out a hundred percent and they're not right. And you're accepting of that. Like, not putting out, but, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. I get you. <laughs> yeah. I honestly didn't even think of it like that until after. Yeah, sorry, yo. No, but I get it. I think another way to explain it is, like, you're always walking on eggshells. Yeah. You're afraid to say too much. You're afraid to say too little. It's, exactly. It's, I don't even know, you know? Like, it's it's crazy. I saw this this quote. You want to let them go, but you can't. Yes, exactly. That's basically what it boils down to, as they say. Yeah. I saw this quote that says you have to be comfortable laying in your own bed cold. And I think that what that means is like you would rather I would personally I would rather have no company than have bad company. Yeah, and there's been times where, like, I've had situations and I've looked back and been like, God damn. Like, I was, like, I was was doing fine before this. Exactly. And then you're like, why did... (laughs) It's hard because you realize you're wasting and you have wasted your own time. Mm -hmm. And you deserve better than that. Exactly. You realize that and you're like, fuck. Right. Why did I do that? What did I do? Like, what? Yeah. Exactly. Ooh, don't let your ice mocha sit out and then drink it, kids. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's a little zesty. A little warm. Oh, no. Man. A little bit of warm milk. Don't mm. like that. You know, I think the worst thing about it, basically what this whole topic boils down to is the worst thing about it is you are accidentally losing tiny pieces of yourself within these people and you don't realize it. Until it is way too late. And then you have to work so hard to get yourself right back to where you were. And you're always going to think back on it and be like, fucking ow. Like, ouch. I don't think there is ever a time in my life recently, and by recently I mean the last two years, where I have not thought of situations that truly hurt me to my core. Like, there is not a single day in my life where for at least 10 seconds, 10 minutes, 5 minutes that I haven't been like, oh, right, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's because, in a way, you adapt to it. You grow around it. Yeah. Which I don't think anybody should ever have to do. It's hard, too. Another thing is, like, sometimes... um, 
sometimes they'll talk to you and you realize like I know so much more about what you're struggling with and I know you have no idea about anything I'm having to deal with yeah like and you're not even asking right you know and it's like even in whatever they're whatever they want with you whether it be friendship or what have you whatever they want with you whatever they're however they are involved with you it just feels like they don't give a shit yeah exactly like you don't value me as an individual you just hit the nail on the head right there you don't value me as a person right and and the worst part is you feel like you're 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 weak or you're something because you're not cutting them off but that's the point they don't want you to. No, they don't. That's why they bred from you enough to keep you around. It's like feeding the birds. The, the birds know that they're going to, bread's going <laughs> to be thrown the at them. Well, you know, we're looking at birds. <laughs> they're like, cute. You know, like, well, it's essentially what it is. You know, you yeah. get a little slice of bread, you throw just a teeny little crumb at them. They keep coming around. Why? Because they know eventually they're going to get something. They don't know when, where, what, why, how, but eventually they will. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. I think the best thing you can do for yourself is walk away. Yeah. Everyone tells you, but you can't. Exactly. Do you think... But you can, though. Yeah. In in your own way. You in always... Way. There's a way that you can. I think it just... It's how to learn and how to use what that way is. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where... That'd be an ideal place. Do you think that for some people in some circumstances... Let's say that they were in some sort of, I don't know, some sort of something, some sort of involvement with another person, whether that be friendship, parent, relationship, situationship, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it is possible for narcissistic personality disorder to become a learned topic, a learned personality trait for somebody else who didn't have it beforehand? They've picked up on things from the narcissist and somehow they've adapted their no. life to it. So what I have my own theory on narcissists based on actually based on true crime stuff. So like psychologist shit. Um, there's a couple YouTubers I watch. I know that sounds really bad, but Dr. Todd uh, Graham okay. or Grande. I'm not sure which. I think it's Graham though. He's he's really good. Um JCIS crime psychology or whatever it is. Okay. That's a good one. Um, but like as far but, as victims. But what I'm saying is uh, right. basically what I'm saying is my opinion on I, I feel like you can't really learn how to become a narcissist because I think it's literally like a it's it's actually a disorder. Mm -hmm. Like you can have narcissistic traits and not be a narcissist but like right. actually having like medically like literally being diagnosed as a narcissist, you can kill people. Like Absolutely. serial killers are narcissists, like narcissist or sociopaths or whatever. It's not a guarantee or anything, but that's why I think it's more of like something you're just born with because so are, so is ASPD and stuff like that. Those are like, those are disorders that you're born with. You have those. Right. Like, so I don't think you can learn it. I think that you can get I think you can start to become toxic because you've been around him for too long, but I don't think you can become, I don't think you're going to become a actual narcissist because I mm -hmm. think it's a real disorder. Right. Because they genuinely don't know anything's wrong with them and they're really like messing stuff up or sometimes they do and they just don't care. Um, I think it's a real, I think it's like an actual condition. Yeah. Like, um, 
So I think you can learn how to be toxic from being around them, though. I definitely think it's super damaging to you and how you interact with other people, depending how close you are and how long. Yeah, from that point on, every other interaction that you make is going to be somehow potentially tainted. Yeah, that's kind of why, like, you see a lot of, like, impacts on kids' behavior that have parents that have narcissism and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, It really rubs off on their kids in a, like, very different way. But, yeah, that shit will mess you up, dude. In your life, have you ever noticed with your interactions with any potential narcissist that you've ever been in contact with, have you noticed a change between you before and you now and if so what would you say those changes are and how have they affected your interactions today so I guess the worst one is like things will seem good and then then they don't and it's like awkward or whatever or like I guess I feel more confident now like I've learned to understand myself and I have become stronger as a person but at the same time I'm so tired yeah Like, it's really tiring. It's draining. All this, like, weight you have to carry to make up for the slack. Oh, good God. Yeah. Is really frustrating. Um, So, yeah, I guess that's what I would say. It's, But I'm happy that I've grown as a person and I've changed from it. I think that I really understand who Mikey is now as opposed to when I was... Like, what, before, Yeah, you know. I think what's great about you is that even though you've had these things happen in your life, even as of recently, you've kind of had your, you know, both of your feet in the water here. I think what's great about you now is that, in and even, you know, before, is that when things, negative things happen to you, you have never, ever taken it out on somebody else you've never reflected what happened to you onto other people are you sure about that oh oh yeah i'm 1000 percent positive you have never been like okay i was treated badly or this person did this to me and you've never one you've never reflected it on somebody else but you've also never used it as an excuse either no which that is i love that because that is so hard for people because i mean how many times in your life has somebody said oh well i I can't be in a relationship because my ex hurt me or, but then they've already <laughs> yeah. led you on 900 feet down the road. You know, yeah. you're halfway in Neverland. Yeah. With these people, and they don't tell you until 10 months later, you the know, the worst part is when they don't tell you about stuff, but you find out through details and you're like, Oh God. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. I'm, you know, it's like, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but what did I do to you? Yeah. To make you think that's I've been okay. nothing but kind. To yes. You. <laughs> what is this? It's, it's frustrating when you, you're trying, you are literally making such a huge conscious effort to be such a good person for them and to be there for them and and to help them. And then, and then they just leave you feeling worse. Yeah. You get nothing. You get excited and then you feel like shit. Yeah. Just like that. Essentially. It's frustrating. In the blink of an eye, literally overnight. Overnight. And for what? Like, what a waste of my time and your time and, you know, everybody involved. That's truly a waste of your energy. But, you know, I think that no matter what type of personality they have, no matter what kind of shield they put up to the world, there is no way that they are ever not going 
to at least think about what they've done to you. If you've been the best person you oh, can to them. God. <laughs> yeah. If you've been the best person you can to them, you've been the only person to ever treat them that way. They will never forget it. And I hold that so near and dear to my heart because and there are people, you know, that I've been super great to. And the worst part is, is I didn't, you know, we don't try to get anything for us. We're trying because we care. Yes. We care. Exactly. We genuinely care. What is so wrong with that? What's so hard to understand? What is so, about and what's so hard to put back if I'm there for you, you know, like that's the cool thing about where I'm at now. I feel like I found a much better social circle like with my friends and stuff. Yeah. They've been, um, and feel free to shout them out if, if you'd like. Yo, okay. <laughs> Alex, Danny, and Riley yeah. are pretty sweet. Um, it's nice to have a good support It's really system. nice. And also the other Alex from staging. That <laughs> Alex from staging. Yo, my yeah. dude, Alex Rogers. What is up, my guy? Well, it's, okay, yeah. but th they were very supportive of me as like, They've all been so supportive of me as a trans person and we give each other a hundred percent like as friends, you know, yeah. like in our interactions that we've had, we treat each other with respect and kindness. Right. We, we feel safe enough to communicate with each other. It's easy to give when you get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it feels so much better Yeah. to just be honest and just be like that with people. It's yeah. so much better. So what is the point of this bullshit? Exactly. Like, what is the shit? You know, I, I just think that being able to learn and combat these things in your life, it's definitely a necessary thing that you need to eventually be able to do. But I also think that it's okay if right now you don't, Yeah. you know, you don't know how to fix it because sometimes, let's face it, sometimes you can't, sometimes you are not easy. literally cannot, yeah. you, you can't get yourself to put your foot down and that's okay because with time things will play themselves out absolutely um especially if everything is like active um like your contact with this person things will play themselves out absolutely. but sometimes don't be afraid to cut people off if you have a toxic homophobic narcissistic parent please cut them off i'm very tired of hearing all these poor lgbt people and trans people telling me about their narcissistic parents cut those hoes off we don't need yeah. that shit. Fuck that. Literally. Something I hear all the time by literally oh. one of my favorite people on the planet, Miss Lauren Tybee. She is my favorite person in the world. Queen. And I love her so much. And something that she says all the time is that time means nothing. It does not matter how long you've known this person. It does not matter how long you've been with this person. It doesn't matter how long you've lived with this person. Whatever it may be, if they're not good to you and you're not feeling that you're being, you know, reciprocated whether it be within your love for them or your communication for them or what you do for them, if that's not being given back to you, you do not have to stay there in that circumstance because you've known each other for five years, 10 years, 20 years, yeah. because you've been related for you know your whole life, your whole 20 years. Yeah. You don't have to. No. And sometimes also like when it comes to narcissism and relationships or really just any sort, any sort of relationships, yeah. I guess. Um, your communication with them and how often can also like make you more wrapped up faster. So it's really the best for you to get out of things quickly if they're moving quickly. Yeah. So oh, that it yeah. doesn't get worse. Um, 
So if you are noticing a bunch of red flags and things are happening fast, please, please do yourself a favor and get out of there while you still have your self-worth. Exactly. Um, because they're going to try to, they're going to take it from you. Oh yeah. And you're going to have to get it back. So what you need to do is get out of there while you're not too attached. Even if you feel like you're really attached, you know that you need to get out of there. Yeah. You know that. Do it for you. You know, I think a lot of the time I hear from many, many, many friends of mine when like one friend that I can think of in particular, she has a ton of trouble letting people go because she's afraid that she's never going to be able to find that again. Oh, that's so sad. And I think... And I feel that. yeah, Yeah, me too. And I think that that's so true for everybody because it's like, if I let this person go, I'm never gonna find some, like, let's say you like everything about them. And this is not just relationships, but friendships and anything. You like how they are, you like their personality. Mm-hmm. You're scared of not only losing them, but of losing the person that you thought you knew. Yeah. And that's hard. That is really, really hard. Yeah. Damn, I felt that myself. Yeah, you know? like That's hard to deal with. It's hard to process that. Because in your mind, you're like, am I ever going to find that again? Yeah. I I just love the sounds of the city, guys. Sounds of Troy. Yo, is he trying to get us over there? I hope not. (laughs) In-depth conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I just... I think it's difficult for everybody involved and especially when you don't think you're ever going to meet somebody like that yeah. again. Yeah, and also the worst thing is, like, them having you as a tool, that's not even good for them. No. So it's not good for you or them. You so don't belong in their back pocket. If Yeah, you need to worry about yourself more than them, but if you're going to worry about them, it's not even good for them to have you to right. take advantage of. They're exactly. just going to fool themselves. Yeah. You know? It's like a you play yourself when you play with me type of thing. Literally. Uno reverse card on that shit, bro. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Word. I totally agree. We hate that. We do. It's it's an unfortunate topic, but yeah. I'm really glad we got to talk about it because it's true, you know? And so many people suffer with it. So many people have dealt with some type of inversion of it, and they either don't know that they did, they know that they did and don't know what to do, or they're scared because it's scary. Yeah. And they don't know how to present it to the world. Yeah. Exactly. I. It's crazy. <laughs> could not agree it's unfortunate yeah (laughs) it is no it really is it's um and it's something that like a lot of us are going to encounter so I think the biggest thing is to work on your self-worth yeah and um that's something that unfortunately no one can teach you you got to figure out your own way for me I found it experimenting with style and art Mm -hmm. but find a hobby find something and find yourself through that who are you really you know then they're not going to be able to take that from you if you really know who you are exactly something that I like to remind myself when I'm you know down about a situation or I'm down about a specific person is this the only person who ever goes to bed with you at night and wakes up with you in the morning is you literally you spend the most time with yourself you eat breakfast with yourself you go to bed with yourself you put yourself to bed you wake up with yourself it is you are always there for you so if you can't or you're not able to maintain yourself you cannot expect somebody especially a narcissist to maintain that there's just no way and if they can't maintain themselves they're not going to be able to maintain you exactly amen brother yeah that's also another thing to look for yeah if they are living a very toxic lifestyle or 
you're noticing things about them that are kind of materialistic and brag money wise well I mean even just like you notice like unhealthy habits in their own behavior like self destructive stuff like that what are some of those that you would Uh, be able to identify just offhand well I mean there are a lot of self destructive behaviors I guess the biggest one I look for is depending on the substance substance abuse Mm -hmm. like I'm not like a narc or anything but like certain substances it's like all right yeah chill out like yeah. you know like you're hurting yourself there's no there's no fun in this how right and um they seem like re- like re- over reliance or they seem over reliant and then they seem under reliant then like it's like they turn it on and off they should yeah switch. yeah i don't know i i guess stuff like that i mean uh self-mutilation uh I mean yeah that's a big one yeah Um, for sure damaging their own relationships sabotaging their own relationships wow um not even just with you but like with other people like if you hear oh I messed this up I didn't do this right what yeah no like that just yeah oh and another thing is um I'm sorry not to interrupt no you're good but like if they talk shit about people that they get along with to you, like, that's, an, that's like, a big one. Yeah. That freaks me out when I see that because yeah. it's, like, it scares me because I wonder what they think about me. hmm You know? Right. Um, yeah, that's that's a pretty big one. Those Absolutely. are all really big red flags. So those are all self-damaging behaviors. I saw this quote, and it, it kind of gets me thinking because it's like I've heard it in the t- well I've seen it in this I don't know the verbiage of religion I've seen it to where people say God removes people from your life because he's overheard conversations that you haven't I myself I'm not you know I don't lean a certain way in that but I do believe that the universe something overheard that I believe yeah. that something whether it be, I have no idea what, something somewhere heard what they have to say and removed it. Yeah. Which I think it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy to think, especially about that, because then it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. You know, like, what is kind of guiding me? Yeah. Besides myself, like, what is that? That's the thing I try to do. I just try to take full ownership of, like, yeah. my own path, I guess. Accountability. Yeah. I, um, like, I'm deciding what I want to do, and the only one that's really going to have to deal with the consequences of what I'm doing right now is It's you. Yeah. Um, so, like, I guess just the fact that I'm mindful of, like, who I'm around, though, and stuff like that is like a big um it's like something i feel like everyone should try to check absolutely and i i think that if you don't think about it it's really going to mess with the way you perceive other people and you're not going to perceive them as having as much value as you right and also when you have a conversation with a narcissist like sometimes they make you feel like shit and they don't even know and you're like how can you just say this like this isn't rude right like why would you say so, say something like it just makes you feel um 
less than. Yeah, it makes yeah. you feel like you lost something in the conversation. Right. Yeah. You're like, damn. For what? I suck. Like this violence. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I've, I've been watching too much um, The Simple Life with Paris Hilton and Nicole <laughs> Richie, and now I say, yeah, like her. No, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. She's She was adorable, okay? Ooh. Queen. So let's say, within your life, what's the biggest piece of self-growth? What's the biggest piece of mindfulness, of mentality that you've been able to kind of bring amongst yourself what would you say is like the biggest thing the biggest key to success if you will that you've noticed that you've recently gained that you're able to use and and like oh like in conversations with people like yeah with with anything with just self-growth and have has there been anything that you've noticed where you're like wow I've really gained something I think that I've gained a really good understanding of like I think I'm almost overly cautious with trying to make sure people are comfortable um, with me. And I think that that's a really good trait to have. Absolutely. And I think that that's something that people should check for themselves is to have like that sort of respect and that sort of like making sure, make sure everyone around you, if you're hanging out with people and you want everyone to leave the conversation satisfied, make sure that they're having fun right like and if they're not try to do something about that like um because you want your friendships to feel enriched you want yes you want you you want yourself to have a good life and if you're dealing with like a toxic narcissist on the side you need your fucking friends yeah oh (laughs) you need your friends you're gonna need absolutely and you want to make sure you have have good relationships with your friends and your friends need you too that's the important thing to remember they need you too you need to be there for them and speaking of of friends and then like you know good ones yeah and like being being friends with somebody who either has been a victim of npd in some form or somebody who has experienced it themselves i think one of the most detrimental things you could do to one of your friends or one of your acquaintances or whoever they are is if they are telling you about somebody who took so much from them and you shut them down because they've said it over and over again or they've relived the story, I want you to stop and think, yeah, you might be tired of hearing it. Yeah, you might not like to hear about this person, but how do you think your friend feels when they constantly re-experience these things? And I think that it is the most detrimental, evil, evil thing in the world to do to somebody to shut them down when they are telling you about someone who hurt them to that level. Yeah. You, like if you're friends with somebody and they say, you know, just don't tell me about that. Don't, I don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear about something that I am comfortable confiding in you about. Someone who has hurt me multiple times. You know, you don't, when you're in that situation, you know that what you're doing is bad, but you're not thinking of that. You're yeah. thinking of all the good things of the what ifs. You know, what if this time is different? What if this time they turn around? Yeah. And if for one second you have anybody in your life, whether that be a friend, parent, whatever, and they shut you down because you've told the story too many times, they are just as bad as the narcissist. Yeah, I feel like you, I mean, I feel like you should be there to listen to your friend. And if they don't take your, if if you're not taking their advice, you're not taking their advice. Right. Um, And 
so I can understand how that can be frustrating to yeah. a degree. Yeah, absolutely. But every time my friends tell me about something that they have experienced, if they tell me about a trauma or they're telling me about someone they're dealing with, I always listen. And I even, like, sometimes don't try to give advice. Sometimes just listen. Yeah. And if they're asking for your advice, you give them your advice. Right. Um, because sometimes we just need, like, if you're dealing with it, you just need somebody to listen. Yeah. You know? And I feel like your friends, if anybody, should be the ones that are going to listen and give you advice. Yeah. And if they have experienced a narcissist, they are going to be a lot harsher with their opinion. Absolutely. Um, Because Because they're safe. They're safe, but they know the game. Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. It's very unfortunate. They're not the ones being manipulated, but they, they can see all the red flags. Literally every person who comes to me with any type of, whether it be situationship advice, relationship advice, friendship advice, situationships, (laughs) situationships. I just, which is a whole nother podcast, but I just, I, I believe that I don't care if you've told me about the same person 800 times. I don't care if you've told me the same circumstance 800 times. Mm. I'm going to listen. I'm going to offer you the best advice I can. The best bomb ass Stacy advice. You know, the best way to combat the situation. The best way to handle it. Because I know what it feels like to be shut down. And it, it's not fun to have somebody tell you that they're tired of hearing it. Which I'm sure, you know, eventually for your friends it can become draining. Yeah. But it's like, take a walk in their shoes. Put on their Birkenstocks, you know? Hey, put their Birkenstocks put on. on. Tell me how that feels. So it's like, you know, I just, I don't get it. If you're going to be a good friend and you're going to be there for somebody and you've known them for a long time, you're going to put on the Birkenstocks, Absolutely. Bro. Put on you the will Birkenstocks. Put, you, you will, will put, do it. You will put them on. Yes. Okay? I just, I, I, I can't. And lastly, last topic that I think is really, really worth bringing up. Being vulnerable in a narcissistic acquaintanceship, whatever, mm-hmm. I think it is almost impossible for them to understand what vulnerability is, how to use it, and how to accept it. Yeah. I oh think God, yeah. it's crazy because you can be as vulnerable as you want. You can tell them as much, you know, background history. You can give them as much kindness and respect and, and love and understanding as you want. And you're being your most vulnerable self. And if they don't understand what you're doing, which a majority of the time they don't, they have, they're just going to overlook it. They have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is one of the worst feelings in the world. It's really hard to know that you would be there. You're going to be there for this person. Like you're going to be present in listening to them and you're just going to be present for them and you're going to be respectful and you know that you're not going to get it back. Right. No matter what. You know you're not going to get that yeah. back. Exactly. Um, and Dang. if you ask for it back, they're just probably going to fucking deflect or get yeah. irked with you And there's something. an excuse. Like, there's some... Yeah. There's I can't always, do this because... There's always something. Yeah. It's like, yeah. all right, you know, I just won't communicate with you. And exactly. It's going to be awkward then. Like, we'll just do that. Uh, <laughs> I... Gosh. Anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Word. Sorry, y'all. We, we, we wanted to kind of went on a couple tangents. We went off. But, <laughs> you know, I think it's important that people recognize these things and they, you know, know that there are other, many, many people who have experienced it and know how to combat that and kind of, you know, just deal with it in their own way. And that, unfortunately, for a lot of people, it is normal. We want to help y'all out, okay? Absolutely. We're just trying to help y'all. 
Welcome back, guys. This is podcast number two. <laughs> but if you enjoyed it, there will be more with my good friend. Tell him your name again. My name is Mikey Lee Bates. And if you want to hear more of my wonderful friend, Mikey, you can eventually, he is setting up his own podcast where you guys can subscribe and listen to him there. I talk about whatever I want. Yes. He just kind of goes off literally. So we really hope you enjoyed and thank you guys for listening. I'm, we kind of went off. This is our longest one, a whole 48 minutes. (laughs) We did that. Again, guys, this was filmed in public. We like to do really real raw conversations. Like you're at the table with us at, well, in this case, it's a metal table in the middle of. I feel so unfiltered today. Yes. And I just, I love it. So thank you guys again for listening and we will be back.